Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Chris Pods and Things podcast. I'm your host, Chris Stevens, and today I have a very special guest with me. We will be discussing the uh, recently completed season, pardon me, of TV One's Unsung. Um, They threw nine episodes at us. They only marketed four, so the other five were a surprise, and we'll talk about those. But first, my guest is pretty much anyone anyone you need to know. If you are trying to um, get the scoop on anything news related, she uh, used to work in TV news as a television producer. She's written for Charlotte Magazine, ET Online, Essence, Shondaland, Ebony, Soul Train. She runs her own blog, The Mofo Chronicle. She has the Check the Rhymes um, YouTube channel, which is great for interviews. So it is my guest. It's my privilege and honor to have my guest, Shamika Rhymes. How you doing, Shamika? I'm great. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good. So we're just going to jump right into it. Um, like I said in the out in the, in the beginning, there were four episodes. I remember them saying, I remember TV One having a commercial with just Drew Hill, Christopher Williams, Roxanne Shantae, and Goody Ma. But then they threw a curveball at us and threw like five other episodes that we weren't expecting. Um, what do you think goes into that kind of marketing or lack of marketing, as it were, when you know you get more than what you're actually expecting out of a um, series like Unsung? Honestly, I think with Unsung, it it probably is more like they have a great plan in the beginning. And then they probably, what happens is they probably have a few episodes in the can. And then here comes, you know, a few artists that maybe they hadn't been able to reach out to when they started planning the season. That maybe they pop up like, oh, you know what? I saw that episode and now I think I want to do this. So it's probably more like it's just, okay, well... Since these others, we might as well just throw them in the mix, too. And we just didn't get a chance to promote it. That's my guess. But I don't know how they do it. <laughs> yeah, that I, I was just really surprised because when I saw um, when I saw I think it was the Christopher Williams episode, I was like, OK, well, the season finale is next week. And then I saw Sky I was like, excuse me, because <laughs> I was because I'm a huge Sky fan and. Then, you know, they just kept going in with Shannon. Then it was Billy Paul. Then it was um, Al Jarreau. Then they went ahead and used Goody Mob for the season finale. So in general, what what did you take away from this season? Obviously, we all know the format of Unsung. You know, a black music act from the past, you know, had some success. The rise, the fall, the inevitable blame of hip hop. And, you know, you know, they either are still separated or they're going back on tour on the oldie show. So what did you take you know, from this when season? I watch Unsung, sometimes I always revert kind of back to one thing Kashif always would say, because when I used to ask him all the time, like, are you going to do an Unsung episode? He'd be like, no, I'm, I don't have a tragedy to, and I'm like, okay, well, so, so I always kind of expect to see some kind of tragic story <laughs> or something that went left. But honestly, some of these, um, some of these stories weren't like the tragedies that they normally are. Um, this season kind of, I feel like I took away like knowing more about these people, these artists, like a, on a personal level, if that makes sense. Like some of like, even though I've interviewed Betty Wright before, I didn't know some of this, like her, her personal business, you know what I'm saying? So like, I felt like I just got to know some of these people a little bit better. Yeah, now and I, I forgot to mention that one in the um in the in the beginning, and that was probably if if you had if you forced me to rank, it's probably the second or third most interesting episode because 
we know, and obviously you being from North Carolina and attending a college in Tennessee, that the South for the longest time has kind of had, you know, a bum rap when it comes to black music, you know, from R&B to funk to hip hop. When the reality is, is that, you know, a lot of the folks that are making it now really owe their success to Southern music. And most people, when most people think of Miami, they usually think of like, you know, the bass and the booty shake and then, you know, and all that other stuff. And, but you know, Betty Wright was just a died in the, died in the wool soul artist from Miami. And what do you think people could learn from, I, I guess, you know, kind of expanding their musical palettes a little bit because people always think, well, there's either the East coast or the West coast or the South is something new. But when the reality is the South isn't exactly new. like even, um, and I don't, know if people probably know that um like for example we have the north carolina music hall of fame here in north carolina and people don't realize just the rich history of music that we have right here in north carolina so just imagine you expand it to these other southern states the amount of influence that southern artists have had on the rest of the country or even the world is amazing um you know like for example like we've got roberta flack that's right here from North Carolina. We've got obviously Anthony Hamilton and Fantasia, Jodeci, but you've got other artists that you probably, you know, artists that you've heard over the years that you probably didn't even think that would be from North Carolina or have a connection to North Carolina that, you know, and, and, and because maybe they moved to LA or they moved to New York. So you don't realize that, that, that they started right here in the South. So I think that people just really have to, I always say, do their homework. Uh, and that's one of the things um, as a blogger and, and writer for the National Museum of African-American Music, that was kind of my thing is making sure that people also knew like, you know, while we're looking ahead as, and, and looking at the present state of music, we also have to look at where music came from, um, you know, where, the you know, its origins or, you know, where did that influence? Like, for example, Uncle Luke, like, you know, a lot of people, yeah, you, you may realize, okay, yeah, his music is this, his music is that, but do you really know the story of all that he went through that impacted music today? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, the South, we got something to say. <laughs> I was waiting for it and you didn't disappoint me. Thank you very much. I was waiting for that. Yes. So I, I greatly appreciate that drop. Um, as far as the rest of the said, you're season, <laughs> as far as the rest of the season goes, what do you? Th I mean, obviously, we joke about it all the time. Well, actually, we're not joking about it. We really would like to be panelists on Unsung at some point. So, TV One, if you're listening, holler at us. Um, as far as you know, being in the know and you know doing music research and learning all of this stuff, what do you think? goes into you know putting together an episode where some folks might not like each other still after 30 40 years or you know just the general feeling of people not wanting to be unsung because as you mentioned before <laughs> you um you and the late great Kashif were very close friends and he said that he didn't have a tragedy Stephanie Mills don't want to touch unsung she I mean she's been like from the mm -hmm. jump she's like no thank you why do you think it's hard, harder for some, you know, older artists to accept that label or why some of the other artists are so quick to um, accept? It? 
one thing, well, speaking of um, another artist or, well, producer friend of mine, Paul Lawrence, he, I've asked him multiple times, like, hey, please do an unsung and then please let me be your journalist friend. <laughs> but he, he's like, I'm not doing an unsung. He's been a guest <laughs> on unsung, you know, on other episodes, but he will not do his own episode. And his reasoning is as a producer, he is not unsung. He doesn't feel he's unsung. He feels like he's made an impact on music history. And that's that, like, there is no unsung about it. Where on the flip side, he has said, if the episode was focused on him as an artist, then he would do it because as an artist, he is unsung. So I think, I think each, okay. each artist is just different. You know, like, like you mentioned, Stephanie Mills, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She's she's definitely an interesting character. Um, but as far as like the research that goes into this, like, you know, for example, when you brought up like maybe groups that don't get along, like look at Shalimar, you know, even they still can't seem to get it together and get along. But you know, even though they I think they did a unsung, but I can't recall if Jody Watley was even involved. Like, I just know that, you know, she was totally against she was she was but remember because remember, remember she did like a 10-part youtube series about how some of the stuff that right. was said was like misconstrued you know or misrepresented right. but then it's like but so, if you had just done the episode then, yeah, you would, I, then this wouldn't have been an issue so like for example when high five um did their unsung um the group you know well what's left of the group plus the new members you know, they wanted to tell their side of the story, but Tony's fiance, um, Tony Thompson, his, well, I don't want to say fiance, I guess, former fiance. I don't know what to, what do you call it when, cause he's dead. So I don't know what you call it, but um, <laughs> she wanted to make sure that the story from Tony's point of view, well, she wanted to make sure it was told correctly. So my advice to her at that time mm -hmm. was, um, because I don't really know why she reached out to me about it. But at that time, my advice to her was, well, reach out to the production company of Un uh, that handles Unsung and tell them you want to tell his part of the story. Luckily, she was able to go on there and tell Tony's side of the story because she was disputing a lot of the things that some of the other members were saying. So I think it's just, I think some of these artists don't realize like you can go on the show but you also like with Kashif, let me go back to that with Kashif, when he finally decided to do it, he only did it if he could have control of the narrative. Does that make sense? So like he he didn't right. want to do it unless he could tell his story his way. He didn't, that want, makes them, he didn't want them to have to like guide that story and, and make it something worse than what it was. I feel like artists will probably have more of a say in how they're seen, not just musically, but just in general. And that was going to lead to my next question about where do you think Unsung goes from here? Because I don't know how much more they have left in the tank. But again, we never know who we're forgetting or who we're, you know, kind of leaving off the map. Who do you think people, I, won't, I don't want to say benefit from an Unsung, but who do you think people would probably enjoy seeing that hasn't um, been on already? Well, I know that one thing is a lot of artists also try and they're doing it with with Check the Rhymes as well. Um, these artists that I've been trying to reach out to, they're all like, yeah, 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 I want to come do Check the Rhymes, but I want to do it when I got a project coming out. And I'm like, 
does it matter? Because it'll be online and okay. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of them are just wanting to wait to, to do something until they have something to promote. And so I think that, that that's one issue of probably why they probably have issues um, scheduling artists to come on there. But I, there are probably a lot of artists we haven't even thought about, haven't even like scratched the surface. Um, you know, I see a lot of people wanting, still wanting an unsung on like artists like Five Star or um, LTD and um, you, just, just all these artists that there's like a whole list of people that they, that they haven't even probably, and I don't even know what, what season we're on right now, what number season this is with Unsung, but I feel like they still have some more life, but I will say that I thought that the, the episodes, and I don't know if it's just the way that they're being produced, but they, they do feel, they're not as exciting as they used to be, if that makes sense. Like they're, they're not, they don't hold personally hold my attention for the entire episode. And I don't know if it's just, I don't know if it's, I don't. I won't. I don't want to say it's the, the stories of the artists because that's not it. I don't know if it's just the way that the uh, the way it's produced. Yeah, because um, in the early going, like, because we're because I think we just finished wrapped up season thirteen, if I'm not mistaken. And when the when it was early on, there was of course you know because people forget that. The guy that's narrating it now, Gary Anthony Williams, he didn't come on until midway through the first season. Because remember, Albie Shore was narrating at first. Oh, yeah, that's right. My husband. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right? Hey, name it and claim it. Name it and claim it. And yeah, because um, I remember it was the Clark sisters, uh, Donnie Hathaway, Phyllis Hyman and someone else that I'll probably end up remembering after we finish recording. But, you know, it is what it is. Old age gets to us all. all right. <laughs> but I just feel like I, I agree with you because I feel like I think the artists saw those early unsungs, especially when we're talking about the Shalimars, the Climaxes, the Zaps, how those had either some very, you know, heated fallouts or some unspeakable tragedy. And people and, and people were just like, I don't want to be seen as, you know, a, a, a tragic act, but the reality is, is like, I talked, I talked about it last night when I saw the Goody Mob um, replay after I'd watched the Chicago Bulls documentary was that groups eventually break up over time. It's generally a surprise when they do stay together. So yeah. no matter what that reason is, you know, you have to, you have to be willing to be, you know, transparent about that. And I feel like, you know, a lot of these artists and groups really don't want to be transparent about it because it would force them to kind of look inside and see why, you know, they haven't spoken to their former bassist since 1985 or why uh, Mark, um, what's, what's the man's name from uh, Lakeside? Oh, oh man. Old age creeping in. I can't remember. <laughs> Me too. Um, is, is, I know I know, I know his first name is Mark, but he was talking about, you know, how he took the Lakeside name because he was trying to protect it. And Stephen Shockley was just like absolutely devastated. Like, I feel like if Steve and Mark ever got in the room together, there would be a similar fight to the fight that broke up the group. Right, right. And, that's, and, I, and I feel like that's the kind of stuff that people unfortunately gravitate to rather than just, you know, the happier stories. Like, I can still remember, even though, She's no longer with us. Tina Marie's unsung was probably one of the happiest ones they ever did. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he, I mean, he, even they made her relationship with Rick James seem kind of normal by, I guess, Rick James standards. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just in general, you know, if you, if you, if they had, if someone asked you to break this season down or give your overall summary of it, you know, what would your overall impressions be? Oh, wow. Um, for me, this season was a mixed bag. And that means that there were some episodes that I absolutely loved and there were some that didn't hold my attention. I just watched it just because Twitter was watching. <laughs> that makes sense. But I don't want to point out which one. But one of my favorite moments was we all seemed to pick the same um, gift for uh, Drew Hill. You know, the, 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 the dance move. Um, <laughs> everybody, it's like those, those moments in like music history where everybody knows something specific about each artist, like that stuff. I love like Betty Wright, everybody knew tonight is the night or the cleanup woman, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, there were, there were a lot of highlights. And of course with Christopher Williams, we all had something to say <laughs> and, and, you know, the fact that I thought it was interesting that some people still confuse him and I'll be sure or think they're the same person just amazes me. That that confused me, too, because even as a grade school kid, I knew they were two different people. So why people are still doing that in the year of our Lord 2020 is beyond me. <laughs> and I feel like that that was an interesting episode in itself, because I thought, you know, he just kind of disappeared off the map. I didn't know he was a hottie. So, yeah, yeah, he's um, I interviewed Christopher Williams as well for um, soultrain.com years ago. And I think I even tweeted about this during Unsung. He was very angry during that interview. Um, and now I know why he never really went into the specifics back then. But watching the Unsung, I was like, OK, he's just a hothead. And this makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <He's> crazy. <laughs> yeah, but, like, but yeah, he was very angry and very, very defensive and very, you know, uh, and I think at the time he was still doing, um, I can't remember what year it was, but he was definitely do, doing shows because he had done one here in Charlotte. And um, I think he was doing the, the stage plays and had, as you know, had even done the little stint on Real Housewives of Atlanta. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, for me, I'm kind of with you on the mixed bag thing, probably because I was just generally surprised that people that I didn't expect to see were just showing up on the episodes. Like for me, and I can say this because you know I'm not as deep in the game as you are. Like I can probably get away with this without somebody coming at my neck, but. As much as I enjoy, you know, learning about new genres and different things, I think I feel like the Shannon unsung just kind of like Mr. Mark. And that was what I and that was when I was actually excited for. But I guess maybe that's because, you know, she didn't have, you know, the drama of the moment. Obviously, you know, she fell out with her label, lost her parents and all of that. But it just felt like that was that honestly was honestly just 60 minutes to fill it felt like. But Agreed. I did learn something about her music, though. I will say that. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think I even tweeted. I was like, I honestly swear I thought that Expose was singing that song, uh, Let the Music Play. I didn't even realize it was Shannon. I was like, I'm so embarrassed. 
Well, look, at least you know who Teddy Riley is, and we won't say any names about that, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah. So we can't we can't all be perfect, but at least we know who Teddy Riley is. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> so just to get you out of here on this note, just tell everybody what you're working on, what you're up to, and where they can uh, you know, keep up with you. I am um my my baby right now is Check the Rhymes, and it is if you go to youtube.com backslash check the rhymes TV. Um, and there you can find interviews with some of your favorites. Um, and that's um, and, and it's I call it pop culture meets Gen Gen X because, you know, I've got a, a mixture of stuff. I've got some unsung, a little unsung type of artist like, I mean, Paul Lawrence came on and, and talked about his stuff. And I've got Will Downing and I've got, um, you know, Ananda Lewis. And then I've got over here, you know, some some more current stuff, um, you know, like this week, I'll be talking to CeeLo and about his new music that's coming out. So, yeah. So right now, my YouTube channel is my um, kind of the focus right now. And that con- that content can also be seen on my media partner, Sweet929.tv. And people can follow me on um, Twitter at Mofo Chronicles and at Check the underscore rhymes. Sounds good. All right, Shamika Rhymes, thank you for coming through. We greatly appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and that is going to do it for this week's edition of Chris Pods and Things. If you want to find us, we are on anchor.fm forward slash Chris Pods, the letter N T H A N G S. Any questions, comments, shoot me an email at ChrisStevensWrites at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Till next time, stay up, stay safe, stay healthy.